Welcome to episode 43 of Throwback Hoops. My name is Rob Clayton, and joining me as he does every week is Woody V. Woods, how's it going, man? Good, brother. Just got uh, the new 2K23, man, so it's been keeping me busy, you know what I mean? So. Oh, so I've been doing a lot of that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into that myself. You know, I wasn't a fan of 2K22, uh, Woods. I'm hoping this one I'll actually enjoy a bit more of it. Uh, good good to see you, Robbie. Right, before we get into the big show to, uh, tonight, so just let us know, letting everyone know where to find us. Um, please like and subscribe on YouTube and also where all podcasts are found. So, all right, this week, so pleased to have a very good friend of the show back. Here's a very big and warm welcome this week to Matt McQuaid. Matt, how's it going? Good, gentlemen. How are we this evening? Very well. I didn't have the one minute sort of intro prepared that Woody did for you, you know, when you came on last time and stuff like that. So, no, obviously. Come on, mate. What are, what are you doing? Come on, you so you, you know, talk up the guests. Come on. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great to have you back. Though, I'm mate. kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, of course. And, so look, it's great probably, to be back, guys. Uh, probably fitting as well. Um, we're probably going to, well, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Sydney Kings tonight. So, what I thought I might do is maybe just hit record. I might just go out and grab a drink or something. I'll be back. <laughs> you guys can just talk all about that. But, uh, well, look, before we get into it, as we always do, boys, let's sort of um, showcase some jerseys. I can see we've got a bit of a, a mix here, maybe a little bit of a Celtics theme, um, just for, for uh, Matt's uh, benefit tonight. But Matt, why don't you take us away and um, tell us about that jersey you're wearing? Yeah, so what I'm wearing is uh, Mark Dalton of the Sydney Kings, his actual game jersey from 1994, That's uh, which I wore uh, to game five of the 2004 grand final, the Kings and the Razorbacks back in the day. So, uh, yeah, it's got a, a bit of history behind it, this one. How envious are you of that Jersey Woods? Oh, man, he's... And that's OG, man. You know, it's not one of those replicas, right? Uh, you know, no, he's had it since back in the day, you know? <laughs> so How that's big is it on you there, Matt? Obviously, Mark Dalton was a pretty, pretty sizable fella. Is that hanging down a bit lower? Is it a... Uh, well, you know, Mark Dalton also didn't have... Mark Dalton didn't have the gut like I've got. So, you know, I've, I've put on the kilos over the years. But it's, uh, it, it does hang a bit loose still. But, uh, yeah, no, Mark's a really good Mark's a really good friend and, and has been for well <laughs> thirty plus years now. Wow, it's crazy. I'll tell a quick story about Mark Dalton as well, there, Matt. So I went to Pennant Hills High School um, growing up, and he came to our school. I think when I was in Year Ten or something like that. You probably yeah. wouldn't want to hear this, but he was doing a bit of a shooting demonstration. I reckon he must have missed eight free throws in a row. <laughs> got to the point where the atmosphere around us is all a bit. Oh, geez, I hope he makes one. He finally made one. I was either his ninth or his tenth attempt. I always he's a good, he was a good shooter too, Mark. Yeah, I mean, he could shoot from three. Uh, they were pretty ordinary rings at Pennant Hills High School, to be fair. So probably he wasn't used to those rings. But, there you go. And I believe you were. A pretty special T-shirt under that one. You want to maybe let us know what that? Ah, oh, the, the yeah. Well, it's uh, beta A. So uh, yeah, yeah it, is, it is. A, it's very green, obviously, and um, yeah, it's a it's a Boston shirt that I got many years ago. Very nice. Very nice. Ask him about the hat, though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so this hat. So it looks like an ordinary Celtics hat, right? White yeah. with green. I'm going to take it off with my terrible lack of hair. I don't know. if we can see that on a monitor. Yeah, but we can you see might it. recognize you might recognize the oh, uh, signature. Yes. The, the okay. president. The president. Then coach Brad Stevens. So yeah. for those who didn't quite see, hey Matt, go uh, Kings and C's Brad Stevens. So um, the story behind that was when Damien Cotter was the head coach of the Sydney Kings, um, he he and Brad Stevens are very, very good friends as a matter of fact. 
And um, Damien travelled to the US and actually went to Boston uh, and was extremely kind enough to get the Celtics to um, give me that hat and then he got Brad to sign it for me. So, yeah. That's, Very uh, cool. That's yeah, great guy. Damien Cotter now assistant coach for the Bulls. Chicago Bulls. Yeah, so it's pretty, it's it's yeah. pretty cool. Yes. So yeah, that's one of my one of my more treasured. Uh, that was the the coach and now the Prez of my nice. beloved Celtics. So yeah, and it's funny. Yeah, you guys are all in Celtics in Ke- in the Kelly Green, which I'm loving. That's right. Yeah, we pulled him out of special. So why don't you take us away, Woods? We can see you're wearing the, the old school, bit of a retro-looking one there. But yeah, who you? Yeah, I got the hat as well. You know, just representing because Matt's on the show. You know what I mean? So. Saw him play as well in uh, nine, 2nd of January 1990 at nice. the old Boston Garden. I saw so was, he, was he 40 or 50 at that time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he was in his late 30s at the time. So, uh, yeah, same game that uh, I saw Larry play and yeah. a bunch of others. So, 1990, yeah, he would have been 33, I think. But I mean, you know, that was still, you know, middle age for for the chief. He was actually named after the um the character from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Correct, right? chief from London. Yeah, that's a rare yeah. jersey, man, isn't it? That's very rare. Yeah, no, it's, it's a classic. The Kyle ones, you see Bird, you'd never see chief jerseys. Yeah, hardly see chief. Yeah, so big yeah. props to you, Woody, for that one. No, no worries. No, it's nice. It's it's a classic, and and he actually, you know, you you remember him as a Celtic, but he was drafted by the Warriors initially in 1976, yeah. I think it was. Yep. Um, and 21 seasons in the NBA you know even in that last season with the Bulls people forget he averaged like 14.3 points per game at 41 years of age right won that championship um, with Michael Jordan um, very durable player I mean I think the other centers who played 21 seasons Kevin Garnett, Dirk Nowitzki, Kevin Willis maybe those, those yeah. are the four guys who all played yeah, 21 seasons yep. I mean really durable I mean for, for him to be able to play through many so many different eras and come up against various different people um, that's testament to him and um, you know, I think what four championships, th- those three with the Celtics, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Matt, and then yep. one with the Bulls later, uh, yep. Hall of Famer on the 50th anniversary and 75th anniversary team. We don't speak about him that much. He gets slept on a little bit when you talk about the great centers in the late 80s to early 90s. You know, you you know, you speak about all these other guys. You know, like you know your Ewings and your Elijah Wands and and yeah. You know, well, back then you yeah. have to remember. You have to remember what he. I mean, even at his prime. He was dealing with Kareem, even though it was a late, yep. a late Kareem and Moses Malone and those two yep. guys, you know. And then that same era, you kind of had your artist Gilmore's, and as you mentioned, Akeem Olajuwon yep. coming up. It was Patrick called a team then, where yeah, the yeah. Um, you know. So those sorts of guys were were really the guys that were getting the notoriety. And he was playing alongside, you know, Kevin McHale, arguably, you know, well, not arguably, one of the greatest slow pace players that yep. ever lived. Uh, and probably before Tim Duncan came along, the greatest low-paced player who ever lived. Yeah. And then, you know, everyone knows how I feel about Mr. Bird, but, I mean, for me, he's one of the top five, at least, to ever play the game. Now, I saw the man play live. Um, yep. You know, and, and also saw, you know, a humongous amount of games from him when he was in his absolute prime. And so, yeah, so Robert tended to get a little bit overlooked, but I'll tell you what, they loved him in Boston. I mean, I... Yeah. You know, I was, as I said, I was there for that game against Washington, and I would never forget it. You know, when, when he gets introduced, 15,000 people just yelled, yeah. um, it just gave you chills. It was amazing. Nice. Uh, I'm liking that one, Woods. I'm liking the, the hat and jersey combo, as you like to do. So, all right, well, look, I'll sort of finish it off. So, as I've been doing the last few weeks, a bit of an NBL, NBA sort of combo there. So, hanging behind me there is a, a yellow Sydney Kings home jersey from 2015 uh, featuring Josh Childress. 
So, look, Jay Chill, we did feature him in one of our early episodes, Woods. First ever episode, man. First First one, was it? No, yeah, so, all right. Yeah. I'm not going to go through his career again. Great really. guy. Yeah. Great guy. I was doing a lot of media work for the Kings um, when he was here, actually. Nice. And, um, I mean, absolute professional. Total pro and a, a class act all the way. Love yeah, him. I'll tell you what, as Atlanta Hawks fans as well, yeah. to get him over here was just, like, amazing, wasn't it? Oh, it was huge. Special yeah. thing, yeah. I, we couldn't believe it, man. I remember you texting me. I was driving. I had to stop the car when I saw that text come up on my phone. <laughs> because right. when he got drafted coming out of Stanford, you know, uh, you know, with that afro, and I'm like, man, I love this guy. I actually got a Josh Childress Hawks jersey, right? And then yeah. many years later to see him come and play for our team, my, my NBA team, a guy from my NBA team come to play for my NBL team, that just that was amazing, man. So cool, yeah, it meant a lot, right? And was on the cover of his own video game too. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. How many, how many players in NBA history can say that? Him, yeah. probably, and that's it. That's yeah. it. All right, so I'll just stand up and show you the ones. I'm a bit of an old-school Celtics one, then I'm going to give Matt a bit of trivia on this one when I'm done as well. So I'll just oh, stand okay. up and show you this one. So don't give it away, Woods. No, nah, see if you no. can guess this, man. I mean, you're, you're, you're God if you can guess this one. Oh, God. Don't. Oh, that's horrible. Come on, man. <laughs> that's too many bad memories. <laughs> Goodness me. Well, I mean, there's a whole bunch of them that have worn it. Obviously, the current one's Peyton Pritchett. Yep. Yeah. Is that, well. is, that, is that the Kyrie Irving one? It is Kyrie, yeah. And there's, yeah. One, other, so I know. there's one other really well-known one that was on that championship team as well. Well, Robbie, Robbie was years. wearing the Dana Bayros number 11 Celtics. Yeah, the, Dana the people, Barris, Big Baby. Yeah, yeah. Big Baby yeah. the other one. Yeah, Big Baby, yeah. Big no, Baby. Well, tell a bit about Barros, and I'm going to do a little bit more trivia on that one. But, yeah, Dana Barros, really big fan of these guys. I probably was with all the, the shooters back in the 90s and everything. So played 13 seasons in the NBA after getting drafted out of Boston College at pick 16 in the 89 draft by Seattle. Uh, went on to play for the Sonics, 76ers, Celtics, and Pistons. Um, his accolades were NBA All-Star Most Improved Player in 95 with Philly. Um, he was obviously a prolific three-point shooter and scorer throughout his career. Um, career high of 50 in a game as well, which is absolutely no joke there. Um, now, I was going to say as well, Matt, so we know how much of a big Celtics fan you are. So I actually had a look. So Barros wore this number 11 for the Celtics from um, from 95 to 2000. Since then, there's been 12 players that have worn that number 11 jersey. So I think we've named three already. So we've named like Peyton Pritchard. Kyrie and Big, Big Baby. Baby. Yep. Any others you can remember? Because there's a few random ones. Venus like... Canner, that was one. Correct, yeah. Oh, boy. Um... I know, Woody, you're not going to be any help for this because you're not going to be I'm bad with numbers, either. man. Oh, yeah. Evan Turner. Nice, nice. There's another one. Evan Turner. Um... I think you're hard about half, Oh, man. Jared Bayless? Uh, correct. Wow. Wow. I'm impressed. Um... Uh... I, you know, it's funny because there are, there are a couple of other guys that wore it. This is before you're talking about. One was Bob McAdoo, uh, oh, very yeah. in, infamous trade to the Celtics. I think um, Frank Frankovic wore it as well, Stoiko Frankovic. Stoiko Frankovic, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, you've, you've named nearly the last five, I think. There's just some early ones there. So there's, I think there's one, two, three. Um, there's five more to go. So you've done well. We're getting the yeah. I was thinking of Sam Vincent as well because he was on the 85-86 team. Uh, yeah. Maintained yeah. was the greatest team that ever was um, the champion team. Um, Sasha Pavlovich, maybe? Correct. You know, that oh, one, my yeah. God. I like that. This like is that. good. It's just because I'm an idiot. I'm just, I'm just trying to think. Who else? Like Somebody else. He remembers random facts and numbers. Oh, this is right on my alley, something like this. Yeah. Ma- Mark Bryant? Was that another one? Correct. Mark Bryant is correct. <laughs> big, big Mark. Yeah. Big Mark, a big man. Oh, I know. Um, um, Courtney... Uh, Courtney, Courtney Lee. Lee. Thank you. Okay, really correct. Well, you've only got 
uh, three left, and that's like the very first two that were in the very early noughties, and then there was Mark Bryant, and then there was one other guy. I know you know the other guy well. The first two are a little bit random, but... Well, Michael Smith, I remember, wore it, but he got dropped, but he might have been before that. Yeah, actually. that was before that, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, Randy Brown, I think. Randy Brown is correct. He was the first one to wear it after Barros. Well done. <laughs> Hang on, I'm missing a couple. Yeah, uh, two two missing. So there's the one that played after Randy Brown, and there's the one that played um, after Mark Bryant before Glenn Davis, if that gives you any clues there. So, uh, Marcus Banks? That Marcus was Banks, one. correct, yep. He was the one that I sort of knew. The other one's a bit more random. It was one that I don't totally remember this guy. I think this was maybe only one season. A pretty common no, surname. You, you, yeah. you, you got me. I've got Sh- no idea. Shamond Williams was the other one, but no, mate, don't remember him at all. <laughs> Eleven out of twelve, and some of those uh-huh. random ones. Sashla Pavlovich. I'm impressed with that. So I, I'm, I'm like, let's let's uh, before the show. I was like, let's not leave Matt guessing these eleven. He's probably going to get three or four. So you know, you know, we've got a, we've got a time frame within which we've got to record the episode. So let's not take too long on this. And he just <laughs> rolls them all out. <laughs> no, no, you did you did great, man. That was killed awesome. It. Yeah, yeah. No, I killed it. Oh, I I'm, just a, I'm just a Celtics nerd, unfortunately. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Everyone that knows me knows this. So, respect, yeah. respect. Well, I don't have any bobbleheads that these guys are wearing. Of course, if I could have got a Dana Barris bobblehead over the years, I would have. But yeah, don't. actually, I do have a. I love Dana, actually. Yeah, yeah, I love him. Player, wasn't he? Yeah. All right. Well, I thought we might just before we sort of get onto our Kings preview, which is sort of the NBL team we're going to be featuring this week. I'm just going to go through a little bit of quick hits there, boys. So, just a little bit over the NBA, WNBL, and NBL one. So, we might start with the NBA. So, I just thought I'd maybe mention a few things that have sort of happened since we last recorded. So, first one I've got on the list here is. Uh, Chet Holmgren ruled out for the season for OKC. Um, Woods, why don't you, you take us away with that one? Mate? Sad, you know. You know he's got that that body that you know was going to be prone to some injuries, but you know he'll have a season out and, and recover, and he'll come back strong. So I mean, it's not the so end of the world. OKC. No, no fears at this stage that this could be the the latest sort of big guy to. Yeah, well, I mean, he could spend this next year working on on certain things like his body, etc. Maybe not being able to play on the on the floor and get that conditioning better, so that you know for the rest of his career he's set up. And that's a young team; they're going to learn. So I, I don't see um, him sitting out for a season being a huge problem for OKC. Yeah. So it's yeah. a shame, though, isn't it? Just for yeah. you know, fans in general, hey, seeing how good he was in that summer. We saw Giddy and him play together and, and really Chef get some, mate, right? Yeah, get some, Chef mate, though, get some real, real, real good, um, you know. Uh, a good connection between the two, so it's, um, it's a bit disappointing I can't see them, but you know, yeah, yeah as I said, not in the way. An extra year, which, which has happened for a few sort of big, big first uh, round picks, isn't it, over the years? Something whether it's Simmons or Joel Embiid, a few people like that, Blake, Blake Griffin, yep, his first. So, all right, the second one I'm going to throw to you, Matt, because I know you're, you're obviously a big Lakers fan there, so <laughs> um, but now nah, the question I wanted to ask with you so look, Pat Beverly getting in that trade there from yeah. uh, Utah to the Lakers, what are, you, what are your thoughts on that one? I don't think it moves the needle particularly much. Uh, I think, um, yeah, he's he's uh, he's past his prime. I, I hate Pat Beverly. I'll, I'll be I'll be honest. I think he's a punk. Yeah, I think he's an absolute punk. punk. I, I I hate guys that look. He's he's made a name for himself on you know the talking head with the talking heads and yeah. you know and, and look he speaks his mind and all of that. But he's one of these guys I can't stand. One of these athletes that mm. if you haven't played the game, your opinion is worthless. That's how he that's yeah, how he thinks. Yeah, yeah. I cannot stand that. I because there's there's someone in particular. I won't go into who it is, but there's there's an ex NBL player that has that exact attitude, and it's yep. just so wrong. Um, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, and look, I, the Lakers to me are just old, um, injury prone. I mean, 
are we going to get a full season out of Anthony Davis? Are we going to get a full season out of LeBron? Yep. Um, you know, and as great as he is, and as great as Anthony Davis is, and then who else? You know, I mean, there's Beverly, no Beverly, Beverly on that team. nothing, nothing, and and you know, again, it revolves around two guys, and yeah, granted, they're two Hall of Famers, obviously, the pair of them, but yeah. is that going to be enough in that in a West that is increasingly stacked? I don't yeah, And I mean, he look, we all know he's a good defender, but he's also you know, he's pulled some stuff. I mean, pushing uh, that business ridiculous. Some of the defense is a bit overrated too, maybe as well. I've heard a little yeah, bit. Yeah, look, know, you know, he's been he's been he's been a serviceable role player. Hmm. I'll give him that. But to say that he's traded to the Lakers and it's going to make them a contender or move the needle in any yeah. way, shape, or form, no, nah, I don't see it. In all honesty, but then again, that could be my anti my Lakers bias. Anti-Lakers bias, and, I, and the fact that I just don't like him. I, I yeah. you know, look, and you look again. You only see what you see on television, right? Mm. But the perception, and and again, in his whole attitude, and I mean, even you know, I saw on Twitter other NBA players were, were having a go at him when he was carrying on, saying, "Your word is not the word of God, mate." You know, like chill. Yeah, you know, you're acting like your word is above everybody else's when he was, you know, on, on those ESPN shows. So yeah, mm. whatever. Fair call. Well, He's launching his own podcast, by the way, guys. We don't want to hear much of that, right? It's coming out next week. Pat Beverly's launching oh, his own podcast. Oh, no. Can't wait <laughs> to subscribe to that. Not. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about this big Donovan Mitchell trade there, fellas? So, obviously, another trade from, from Utah. <laughs> All I've got to say is this. i got to say this. Poor Nick's band. You hear that package Poor they offered as well. That package yeah. they offered, to be honest, like, if I was Utah, I would have taken that one. Potentially, some people have said that they would have had to have paid more to, to Barrett than what they had Barrett, to pay to yeah. there. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, Woods, what, are, what were your sort of initial thoughts on, on that? It's track? going to be a really fun team to watch. I mean, you've got the Twin Towers there. Uh, you got that, you know, Donovan Mitchell um, backcourt with... Um, Darius Garland, right? And then you'll have Isaac Okoro at the three, and then off the bench you're going to have, you know, Kevin Love. You're going to have... Uh, you know, Lamar Stevens there. Who else are you going to have? Ricky, Ricky Rubio. I mean, mm. it's going to be a good team, man. They're going to be fun to watch. Darius Garland, I expect him to take his game to the next level this year. And having a, a running mate other than Colin Sexton is going to be good for him. I think yeah. Donovan Mitchell and him will work well together. So, yeah. yeah what are your, what were your yeah. thoughts on it, Matt? Yeah, look, you've you got to admire Cleveland for going all in. You know, I mean, all those, all those picks that they had to give up. But... Uh, they believe in this core, and I mean, Evan Mobley's probably the key to the whole thing. I mean, if he yep. goes to that next level, as in superstar level, which a lot of people, second in rookie of the year voting, obviously, and a lot of people think that's where he's headed, yeah. um, this, this could be massive for the Cavs. Yeah. Oh, we forgot Karis LeVert as well, sitting there on that bench. Man, they've got a bit of depth. Wow, they've got a bit of depth, man. As well. yeah. Wow, yeah. I mean, they're another one of those teams. Look, us being Hawks fans here, I don't think Matt, we're probably too worried as Celtics fan in terms of where the Cavs are. <laughs> us are Hawks fans. I mean, they're, you know, Cavs, I mean, we beat them in that playing game last season. But they've, I mean, Hawks have improved too, but the Cavs are going to be a serious team in the East this year, aren't they? So, yeah. good to see, I think. They're not normally the team that sort of shakes things up, aren't they? Unless it's like LeBron yeah. sort of going back there for when he decides to. They don't really sort of strike big in free agency or anything else like that so it was it was a good sort of trade I, for I think I think Matt's right as well Evan Mobley's an absolute stud we saw that last year right and love him you know yeah. he's he's going to be exciting to watch this year right yeah, so yeah. that's why it makes a lot of I mean for Cleveland it actually does make a lot of sense yeah because they believe in you got him and Jared Allen up front you know two long athletic rim protecting bigs that can run the floor and do a lot of things for you and then I mean look Donovan Mitchell's a star you know you yeah. look 
There are people who don't think he's that great. There are there are Donovan Mitchell fans. There are Donovan Mitchell critics. But I think he's a star, and I think you know, in a new situation uh, where he's got these young guys around him, young athletic guys, hungry guys, I think too. Yeah. I think it's going to be huge. But I mean, man, who, who'd be a Knicks fan, honestly? Uh, uh, they they are an absolute. It's a real shame, you know. I mean, it look, is. For, for everything that New York has been um, over the last few years, it's still the mecca of basketball. I and mean, I've been there. I've been to MSG and watched the Knicks game. There's nothing like it. There really isn't. There's nothing. It's incredible. That whole I wonder thing. if it'll ever change until Dolan relinquishes nah, the tapes now, which he clearly never will. So. Yeah, it absolutely is. In, 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 when it comes to when it comes to man, he may be a brilliant businessman. I don't know, but when it comes to uh, building a team, he's clueless. Yeah, and, and managing a club, you know, it's uh, it, it shouldn't be this way. I mean, yeah. they should have superstars. It should be like Patrick Ewing and and you know back in the old days with Willis Reed and you know. Um, well, Clyde Frazier and, Frazier, and, yeah, and yeah. Dave DeBusschere and and all those guys. I mean, they were an incredible team in, in the seventies, and obviously the Riley Knicks in the in the nineties, and what they were. Obviously, when Patrick came in, and but um, over the last, I mean, how many years has it been since they've been relevant? So long, right? Yeah. Which is it's a sin, and I know the NBA would hate it. You know, Brooklyn's more relevant than they are, and Brooklyn came from New Jersey, and no one gave a damn about the Nets when they're in Jersey. No, and now Brooklyn's no. kind of taken that mantle. They're the new sort of cool team there, aren't they? Good colours yeah. and nice-looking home court and stuff like that. Yeah. Nice. Well, probably the last one in the NBA, and look, obviously, a lot less of this one. But I actually thought this was reasonably topical there, and obviously, you know, our team's in the East there, but Montrose Harrell signing with Philadelphia last week. Mm. Your thoughts on that? Personally, I thought that was a really good signing for them. Um, someone that, you know, is just that proven sort of backup. You know, he's used to playing that six-man role. You can bring him on there. You know, gives you know substitutes sort of Joel Embiid and the, the other sort of big guys. What, what were you, you guys' sort of thoughts on that signing? Yeah, I pretty much echo what you said, Robbie. I, I think, um, look, anytime you can add a, a proven commodity like Trez into that front court uh, to to you know to give them uh, some some added depth is is a good thing, particularly in an Eastern Conference at the top level anyway, which is pretty much loaded. You know, I mean, particularly the, top, the top two teams, they've had a very good yep. offseason. And then you got, then you got, you know, fat James Harden replaced by skinny James Harden. So, exactly. yep. you know, I mean, if he, look, if he's legit, if he's, if he's real in what he wants and what he says, and if he, if he's absolutely 100% committed, I mean, it's, yep. they're frightening. Scary they are frightening, position, no it? doubt. Yeah. The only caveat there is, Trez has had some legal problems in the offseason, you know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah, there's that too. So, you know, that, the thing is he's got to have his head in the right place, you know, to, yeah. to come in and, and contribute. So I'm, well, I'm thinking just from an on-court perspective, Woody. I guess it's yep. more of a uh, on-paper thing. You're 100% right, though. Yeah. Yep. So, well, before we close out the, the NBA, they've obviously mentioned you're a Celtics fan, Matt. How are you sort of feeling? What are oh, you gee, am I a Celtics fan? I think I'm so, sure yeah. people don't know. People know <laughs> that I'm a Celtics month, fan. Month out from the season, but, yeah, how, how are you feeling about it? Well, not as good as I was before bloody Gallinari did his knee. Yeah, oh. I saw that. Yeah. Oh, 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 no. But, um, yeah, look, love the addition of Brogdon. I think that's that's exactly what they needed. Um, you know, you've you got to believe that, you know, my guy Jalen Brown and, and um, obviously Jason are, are going to take another step. I think Marcus Smart was incredible. Robbie Williams um, was unbelievable. The problem we did with the Time Lord... Got to stay, yeah, exactly. You got to, he's got to stay healthy. He's got to, that's, his problem has been health. That's, that's the issue. Al Horford's the ageless wonder. I've got no yep. problems with him. And, you know, that year he had an Oklahoma City, I think, revitalised him because he didn't play. 
Yep. So he comes in and he was unbelievable last year. Mm. Um, will they get back to the finals? You'd like to think so, but man, it, it, I'm still a bit depressed about losing. Look, there's no shame in losing to one of the greatest ever, in, yeah, one of the greatest teams, organisations ever, mm. and one of the greatest players ever in, in Stephen Curry. Yeah. Um, but it, it, I, I, I kind of think where we were, it's a little bit of a opportunity missed. I think even at this stage of this stage of their development. Um, you know, Mudoka did an amazing job as a first-year head coach. He's going to be better for the run. Yep. Um, they can certainly get back to the finals, there's no doubt. But, uh, you know, Philly, we talked about Philly. Milwaukee, you know, see, every time you get to the finals, there always has to be a little bit of luck involved. And, look, I'm not stupid, you know, stupid enough to say that we would have beaten Milwaukee for sure if Chris Middleton was there, right? Yeah. So they get Middleton back. Giannis is probably, you well, it's ironic that the two best players in the world, I don't think there's any question, are both Europeans. Giannis and Dekupo, Luka Doncic, for me, yeah, anyway. Yeah. I think they're the two best players in the world. And Jokic I think, is probably third. <laughs> Jokic would be third. And, yeah. I mean, okay, you can make the argument that Stephen Curry's up there as well. I mean, yeah. I'm yeah. the greatest shooter ever. I mean, no two ways about that. And you can make that argument. You know, he's done things on a basketball court that I've never seen before. But, yeah, I, I, you, you kind of look at... Giannis and you look at Middleton coming back and I think, you know, Joe Ingles, you know, if he gets healthy, I yep. think he'll be perfect for Budenholz as an offense yeah. um, and he'll add a lot to them, you know, on and off the court. You know, we, we've seen it, you know, he's just, mm. he's an amazing teammate, that one. So, yeah, I'm, look, I'm quietly confident that they can do something special again, but it's going to be, I think it's going to be a lot harder because I think Milwaukee's improved and I think Philly's improved. Yeah, no, good call. I think the East is certainly going to be competitive. I can't wait for it to all get underway. I mean, obviously, the NBL is going to start a few weeks earlier, but yeah, looking forward to it. I know we got some fantasy drafts coming up at the end of the month as well, Woods. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Not sure if yeah. you play NBL fantasy as well, Matt, but we always try and get one of those comps together. So if you're a, if you're keen for keen for a go in the NBL fantasy, <laughs> you don't uh, just have to pick Kings players in your camp. Damn, really? <laughs> you go some Wildcats players, you know. You I might pick everybody else but Kings players this year. Who knows, Matt? Liam will be out to get. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh yeah, no one's going to beat Santa Maria anyway. So I, I beat him last year. Remember? <laughs> yeah, I beat him. I beat him last year in the finals. Oh, uh, did you? Awesome. Yeah. Well, that would be. And now I didn't know that. Now that I know that, Liam's actually coming on our podcast. I'm going to talk. I'm, he's coming on our podcast on Thursday, so I'm going to. I'm going to talk trash to him about that. It's not. <laughs> All right, well, I'm just going to move along to a bit of NBL 1. So we obviously saw the completion of um, the NBL 1 competition last weekend in Melbourne with the national finals. Um, look, I enjoyed it. I just think it was a little bit disappointing with the uh, scheduling, obviously. Um, you know, all the sort of NBL and WNBL players that were on those teams weren't able to play in the finals. There was also some players out with international commitments and other things like that. So it was kind of a shame. It's, you know, disappointing to see Aubrey go down there and lose two games by 40-plus without the GOAT playing for him. But, look, we understand we need to keep her fresh for the... Yeah, the international commitments. But, yeah, it was actually a huge weekend for the Western Australian teams there. So I don't know if you were watching it, Woods, but both the WA teams won in the men's and the women's. Yeah, so, I saw, man. I saw, yeah. yeah. So in the men's, um, the Rockingham Flames beat Frankston 85-74. 
um, led by finals MVP Ryan Godfrey and Marshall Nelson, who we obviously know there. Mm. Tom Jervis is on that team. Um, look, they actually had Devondrick Walker, um, who Brisbane picked up last week, and Greg yep. Hire, who both weren't available in that game. So pretty good effort, I think, for them to sort of win without two important guys there. And and just going to the to the women's round as well, it was the Warwick. So Warwick, don't call them Warwick, um, Senators, <laughs> beating Ringwood 83-75 to take out the title. Um, so they actually have ended up on a 21-game win streak to finish the season, which is pretty remarkable. There, so um, they were led by their German import and finals MVP Leone Fibic. Uh, I think I'm saying it right. 16, 18, and seven in the final. Um, so yeah, the NBL one season's over. I'm probably you know, mad to be saying the same, but yeah, can't wait for next season to to come back and get behind, get on the mic again, and yeah, hopefully the NBL one East, especially that you know Matt and I both cover, will continue to go on to bigger and better things next season. I think they will. So mm. yeah, bring on 2023 for that. So. All right, and I finally, I know Woods, you spoke to me earlier and said, I haven't been following it, so don't ask me a question on that, so I won't. But I just thought I'd just quickly mention the WNBA grand final at the moment. Um, I've actually been doing the opposite to you, Woods. I've been watching a lot of these games. I sort of got a bit of a soft spot for Seattle there, so I watched all their semi-final games. I was a bit disappointed to, to see them lose there. Obviously, they've got the two Aussies and you know Brianna Stewart on that team. But, yeah, the final's been played between Las Vegas and Connecticut. Um, Vegas won game one yesterday, 67-64, behind league MVP Aja Wilson, who led the Aces with 24-11. and 11. So I think it's going to be a really good series. Um, look, if anyone gets a chance to watch Chelsea Gray um, for Las Vegas, I'd suggest they do so. She's one of the better one-on-one uh, players I've ever seen in the female sort of game there. Um, and, yeah, look, obviously they've got the 1-0 lead, but that would be sort of my tip to, to win it all anyway in the WNBA. So, all right, so this is the time where I put my microphone down and go out and have a drink. But we might get this NBA team preview, yeah, so it's going to be a bit of a City Kings love fest, I'm sure. So, all right, Woods, I'm going to kind of throw over to you a little bit here. Um, obviously, this is our sixth NBL team preview. I haven't really sort of been having any order in here, but number six of ten. So, yeah, very outnumbered there. So, yeah, why don't you take us away, Woods, with your, your thoughts on how you see this season going? All right. You guys got the screen up there? Can you see it? Put your fancy graphics up again, Woods. I like it. Beautiful. So, I think I'll, I'll just take you through the team for the, for the season to all the listeners who can't, can't see slide in front of them. So 2023 roster, obviously Chase Buford, head coach. Uh, our returning players are Xavier Cooks, DJ Vasilovic, Sean Bruce, Jordan Hunter. Coming back from injury, Jalen Galloway, Galloway, Angus Glover, Huali Bells and Iggy Mitchell uh, as a development player. Uh, new acquisitions, Tim Suarez. Am I saying that right, Matt? <laughs> uh, they're, they're, I've already butchered it about five or six times. Suarez. Suarez, all right. I've got it. Derek Walton Jr., uh, G League assist leader and a Detroit Piston last year. So he's going to be a great acquisition. I want to hear from you, Matt, shortly about what you think about, about Derek. Uh, Justin Simon, we all know, ex-defensive player of the year, uh, joining the better New South Wales team, as he said. Uh, Kuat Noy, who was actually okay. at, your, at your daughter's um, uh, training session today, Robbie, at, at Castle Hill. So shout nice. out to him for doing some good community work, coming over from, Cairns, from the Cairns Taipans. Jackson McCoy. Um, I can't even say this guy, guy's name. Can you? Isaac Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I can say. Okay, sorry, I couldn't say where he came from. KK. Okay. Oh, the Croatian team. Oh, yeah, where did that, Jackson yeah. come from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Isaac <laughs> from the Adelaide Thirty Sixes. All right, the depth chart as it looks like. Um, Walton Jr., Buwali, Bells, and McCoy at at the point guard position. DJ Vasilovic, uh, Bruce, and Mitchell at the two spots. Simon Glover, Galloway at the three. Cooks, Noy. Gatona at power forward and Suarez and Hunter at, at center. So, yeah, take it away, Matt. Tell me what you think. 
Oh, <laughs> I thought you were still going, Woody. Um, yeah, look, I, I think they've done exceptionally well to, to kind of rebuild the club. The, the, the biggest, the biggest um, returnees, if you like, are obviously X and, and DJ. They, they, kind of un, they will underpin what this club does this season, quite frankly. And, and uh, you know, the, the idea was, was basically to, to build around them. And Chris Pongrass came on our podcast last week and, and yeah. he and Chase Buford, obviously, and they talked about that, the fact that it's really Xavier Cooks and Down, the Sillivages team. Um, and the imports were, you know, last year the Kings were, last season rather, the Kings were so fortunate, and I've said this obviously, that they had three legitimate NBA guys. You know, it's yep. just, it, when's that ever happened? It just never happens. Ian Clark was an absolute gift from God. He, I mean, we had RJ Hunter. I still maintain if, if RJ Hunter was on that team, yep. and they wouldn't have made the, they wouldn't have even made the grand final. He wasn't, he wasn't the right fit. He just wasn't. And so it was one of those things where you hate to see a guy go down. You really do. But to get Ian Clark, thanks to Andrew Bogut's connections, obviously, yep. with the Warriors, and a guy, and I actually questioned him. You know, I was, this guy hasn't played for 18 months. He hasn't played a, a, a really decent standard of basketball in two years. And do the Kings need another wing? It turns out they did. Because how fortuitous was it to get him when... The MVP goes down uh, in uh, game one of the grand final series, and then he steps in, and, and you know, well, the Kings are golden, basically. So, but, you, but, you know, you're talking about these three new imports. Yep. Derek Walton Jr., absolute stud. Kyle yep. Lowry type. You know, I, I've, I've, always, I've known him, again, it's funny, like, Jalen was a guy I knew from his St. Bonaventure days, and Walton's a guy that I've paid a bit of attention to over the last few years as well. So, he's... Um, yeah, he's rugged, he's tough, strong, unbelievable facilitator. Let, let me yep. tell you guys that the word from the Kings camp, they cannot believe how good a passer this guy is. Like they're saying, they're saying he's a better passer than Jalen. Like is he a bit old school? You reckon like pass first or is he sort of yeah, still yeah. going to defensive uh, he, he, he can score. Jalen was probably more score first, even though he was a great facilitator as yep. well. And I, you know, and I still maintain. I told you guys, he, he's the best point guard that the Kings have ever had. There's no, I, I still put him on that pedestal, even after whatever how many games it was, 21 or something. Yeah. Um, but this, this guy, he's going to be different, um, better on-ball defender. That's another thing. So the Kings have really picked up two outstanding defenders yeah. uh, at the guard and the wing spots. Um, can shoot the ball, uh, can do a lot of things, but facilitation is really where he's at. Uh, and he's going to be—he's going to be an absolute. He's an MVP candidate. He—he's not Jalen Adams. He's different, but he's going to be—he could be every bit as effective. Um, Justin Simon, known commodity. You know, they yeah, knew what sure. they wanted. Yeah. You know, he was a guy. He was top of their list. You know, they knew that um, when they knew that they weren't going to keep Clark. That was pretty obvious. Um, they wanted someone who was could essentially a plug and play guy. Now, the big question mark with Justin, even though he shot the ball well in Germany, is still the outside shot. Yeah. Can he hit the outside shot consistently? Mm. It's still, for me, with him, still going to be a prove it to me shot. That said, unbelievable defender, unbelievable in transition, which we know Chase Buford loves to run. Yeah. Um, and he's going to be exciting, there's, there's no doubt. The fans the will love him, I reckon. The fans yeah. will love him. Yeah, I mean, look, for he sure. was unbelievable in Wollongong. I mean, you never forget that. That quick back dunk in, yeah, in, in Perth. Sorry, Woody. Oh, sorry, uh, Robbie, rather. 
Yeah, that quick bag zone. <laughs> uh, we, we were calling that game. Yep. And, oh, it was like a Jalen, my, my Jalen Adams, you know, craziness. It was just, I went off. But um, the biggest question mark is Suarez. It, it really is. You know, obviously played in Israel, but you look at his college career, this guy was not a D1 player. I mean, he yep. played, he's, he's every bit of 6'11". Like, he's legit. He's big. I saw him at the Season Kings you know, um, season launch. It was like, holy cow, you are big. Um, he's got good athleticism, not great athleticism. The big thing is he can shoot. He's got that, that, that three-point range. They wanted that. But for anyone to think in any way, shape, or form this is going to be Jarrell Martin, forget it. Jarrell Martin... Do you think money, money played a factor in that Oh, yeah. Oh, he's, oh, that he's was, the budget. There yeah, is no question he's the budget signing. No yeah. two ways about it. Yeah. Uh, I just think, you know, look, it's the nature of the beast, right? Everybody that signs for the Kings is a superstar. Mm-hmm. Or is expected well, to be. Well, your price goes up when you just want a ring as well, right? Well, there's that, but I mean, I, I I just think there has to be a level of expectation about what this guy is, and mm-hmm. you know, don't be surprised if he actually comes off the bench, because Jordan Hunter is like a brand. Jordan Hunter is like a new. I mean, Chase even said this to me. He's like a. It's like having a new. He didn't play last year. Yeah. And this guy two years ago was second in most improved voting, yeah. and had that had that game against. I think he was either eight for eight or nine for nine down in the NBL Cup in Melbourne, mm-hmm. and he was phenomenal. And like, what the hell? Who is this guy? But I mean, I I again, Jordy's you know, full disclosure, very close to me. Ben Knight, yeah. you know, my broadcast partner, has done an enormous amount of work with him over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm really high on him. I, he's been tearing it up in training. Uh, he's. I wouldn't be surprised if he actually gets the start this year eventually. I just. Uh, yeah. Suarez is a guy. Look, he can. I'm, I'm not trying to down it. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. For one thing, I'd, I'd get killed by Buford and Pondgrass and Julian O'Brien because um, he can do a lot of things. Like he, yep. he's. A, you know, he's. He fills a need. They wanted a guy at that spot who could stretch the floor. He just hasn't had the level of competition, nor is he at. An NBA level, he just isn't, and people have to be realistic about that. That said, he doesn't have to be because Xavier Corks is on the same trajectory as Matthew Nielsen, in my opinion. He's an absolute superstar. Um, he's gone. Obviously, it's a little bit different because Matty didn't go to college. Xavier went to Winthrop, then he obviously went to Germany, and then he's, you know, and then he had his injuries and and all of that. But it's it's interesting how a lot of what. Um, happened with Matt when you think about the first championship Kings won. He he really blossomed in that year under that first year under Gorge. Then the second year was named captain and became the league MVP, grand final MVP, the best player in the league before mm-hmm. that was the last year in the NBL. And I can't and Xavier's the captain, he's coming off a grand final MVP obviously last season. Um, I, I think he's going into that that territory yep. which it's kind of King's legend territory. And even Chase said it. I mean, if he sticks around for two or three more years, wins a couple more championships, I mean, his name could be going up in that wall of legends. I think he's a superstar. And I think Dion Vasiljevic is about to make the leap as well because he's going to have a lot more responsibility offensively this year. They're Aussie talents just yeah, across the board, isn't it, with some of these sort of young guys, yeah, Hunter and DJ and stuff like that. I wanted to ask you, Woods, about Court Noy. I obviously mentioned yeah. him at the start there. What are you sort of expecting from him this year? And I he really seems know. a pretty good signing, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the knock on him was he he, he was out of shape and, and, you know, he came in last year not, yep. not looking a million bucks. Injury prone. 
yeah. injury prone that too and, and you know sometimes he just put his head down and dribble recklessly and, and you know not look up you've seen that him do that sometimes mm-hmm. play with a bit of reckless abandon I think this system is going to be good for him I was telling Matt when we caught up at Hills a, a month or two ago that you know the kind of influence Buford had on, on a guy like Wani Swakala Bullock right and mm-hmm. and you know t- taking his game to the next level I think this is going to be a good environment for for Kuat. he's got all the talent and and, you know, having some other veteran guys on that roster won't hurt him. And having a coach, a player's coach like Buford, you know, um, you spoke about the kingdom yeah, the other day on, on your podcast, Matt, right? And you yeah. just really saw what a player's coach Chase was, right? Oh, yeah. I think, oh, I think that's, that's what someone like um, Kuat needs. And actually, back to your point as well, I think that the reason they could have gone for a guy like uh, Suarez is because they knew Jordi Hunter was coming back. Yeah, could cover, exactly. cover that spot, right? You don't, you don't um, necessarily yeah. need a superstar in that spot. You know, that, that right. will need 30 minutes a game. And, uh, I mean, I think, I think it's a nice little tag team duo. Look, I mean, in terms of up front, yep. in terms of um, Kawhi, I, yep. I just think it's a classic low-risk, high-reward signing. I mean, yep. look, you know, three years ago, people were talking about this guy as a potential NBA draft pick. Like, that's it. People forget. And, you know, he didn't have, look, he didn't have a great career in Cairns. And, and a lot of it is exactly what Woody said. Um, out of shape, um, and I must admit, when I first saw him in NBL North, I was horrified because he looked like he was going to need two seats, not one, when he came to Sydney. But to his credit, I saw him the other day, and he looked fantastic. Like, he's he's dropped a lot of weight. The Kings have got a great strength and conditioning program, as we know, because they did wonders with Jarrell Martin. Jarrell Martin was in the same boat. Yep. Yep. You know, his first year, he was out of shape. I mean, there's no doubt. Second year, the man was a superstar. Yep. They needed him to be that. Um, this year, they... they don't necessarily need that because Xavier Cooks is Xavier Cooks, man. I mean, he's mm. he's on his way to potentially being the best player in the league. Bryce Cotton doesn't stand it. Best Australian player in the league, no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, Wanted to know your thoughts, Matt. I know you spoke to him on your on the Roundtable podcast last week and coach Chase Buford. What are you sort of yeah. expecting from him this year? Obviously, you know, another year sort of into it, sort of thing. He showed. I don't know if it's. I don't know whether the maturity is the wrong sort of word. There. This was a few times, but you know, I, I like the passion personally. But yeah, what are you sort of expecting from him this season? Yeah, I think that 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 is something he's working on, and he's admitted it. You know, he's come out publicly and said, you know, I need to work on being a, a better person. Um, you know, on and off the court, and you know, but um, he's a fiery character. Uh, we saw that obviously, you know, memorably in uh, in Hobart when he kicked the hell out of that LED screen, and and. Um, you know, fortunate to get tossed. He'd already been tacked, and he would have—he should have been tossed. They weren't. They, you know, the referees weren't looking at it. But that's by the by. Um, look, he obviously knows his stuff. Clearly, I mean, he's—he's he's incredibly intelligent. Look, from personal from a personal experience, fantastic guy. He's just—he's an absolute um, champion. Yeah, he really is. I love. It. And you mentioned players coach. What he means exactly what he is. He's a—he's a players coach, um, and I think. Um, I think he'll, again, he's learning. He's still learning his craft. It, it, people forget. But he's got an extraordinary support system around him. And this is a guy that, you know, he talked about in the podcast. I mean, forget the fact that he's got his dad, who's one of the absolute legends of the game, Arthur Buford, and, and talk about a great guy. My God, he's fantastic. I love him. Love him to death. You know, we had him on and we interviewed him and got up to, um, before game three of the grand final series and just, that was one of the best podcasts we yep. did, you know, because it was I remember. people. Yeah. I had Spurs fans saying that is the best Spurs podcast I've ever heard, mm-hmm. and that's because of him. Um, but the other guy is Greg Popovich. He had dinner with him, you know. Uh, he, well, he's had dinner with him multiple times, yep. 
But Greg Popovich, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's kind of funny. Like, it, it, I think people missed it. When RC was on our podcast, he kept talking about Greg, talking about um, what Chase was doing with the Kings and the fact that Pop's been watching. Like, Pop watches the NBL. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of blows your mind when you think about, oh, my God, you know, it's Popovich, it's Pop. He watches the NBL. So Yeah, that's right. Then he's got then he's got um, Luke Longley and Andrew Bogut and I mean and then a league MVP in Kevin Lish and Fleur McIntyre who was spectacular oh, as an assistant. Yeah. She did an amazing job and, and um, you know, he, he talks about her as being as valuable as anyone. So I guess having all that support around him has been is going to be huge for him and um, he's gonna to have to do things a little differently because Obviously, we know his whole philosophy, pace and space. He wants he wants to play five out a lot of the time. He, yep. he wants everybody to be versatile. He's going to have to deal with teams cheating off Justin Simon defensively. I think yep. that's going to be yep. a, that that'll test him. But then on the other hand, that's that's going to mean more opportunities for Dan Vasilevich. And as I said, Derek Walton. This is where having a a, a super facilitator like Derek Walton Jr. is going to be huge for them because that guy will make the right play at the right time and get the ball to the right people in places where they can be successful. So if you can't tell, I'm, I'm very bullish on them. Yeah. Um, it's going to be different. It's going to be different. No no two ways about it. And I said, and as I said, I think Suarez is the biggest question mark, but then it might not be so much of an issue because of Jordan Hunter's return because I'm so high on Jordan. So I think mm. I think they'll be fine. They, they definitely can go back to back. There's no... No doubt about it. They can go back to back. Matt, just before we move on, that, just just thinking about that, right? You got Jordan Hunter, you got Justin Simon, you got Xavier Cooks all on the floor at the same time, right? Alongside yeah. DJ Vasilevich and uh, and Derek Walton, right? You know, you got three guys who are not going to be able to make that outside shot. You know what I mean? So, you know, yeah. th- there's maybe some different combinations that he can throw out there. You know, throw Kuat Noy out there. Uh, maybe play Cooks at the five and Simon at the four, Noy at the three, you know. Which he loves to do, Woody. Yeah, no, that's right, yeah. 100%. He's yeah. going to throw. That's, I think that's, you, you, you pretty hit much hit the nail on the head. I think yeah. with Chase, I think he's going to throw a lot of different alignments out there. There's no yeah. two ways about it. It's not going to be the, not that really, you know, we, we talk about positionless basketball, but interestingly enough, you've got, it, they do have guys that are actually more traditional yeah, type. Sure. The center, you know, you got your two centers, you got your power forward in, in Cooks, and um, but I think you're right. I think um, we, we could see quite a bit of that small ball, and you know, Sean Bruce was terrific in the playoffs. We haven't even talked about Angus Glover, you know, and yep. I think I think you know, provided he can stay healthy, I mean, that's another guy coming off the bench. Yeah, um, they really love Jackson McCoy. I mean, he's a DP, yep. but he's done. So, I mean, anybody yep. who watched Afrobutton, you know. The African what for yeah. Sudan, what he did. Yeah. That kid can go, man. He can absolutely go. So they're deep. Again, I think depth is going to be a huge key for the NBL as a whole this yep. year. Um, so, yeah, uh, and, they're going to be yeah. fine. And Matt, finally, one one favourite of everyone in New South Wales and Sydney, young kid, Bawali Bales, right? You know, oh, we haven't even talked about you know, Bawali. You know, like, and I mean, dealt with injuries last year, but he's a super you know, talent. We've not even scratched the surface with him. So yeah, we've seen bits and we've seen he's flashed, right? Well, there are there have been flashes before he got hurt last year. Um, it's it's just going to be can he get the opportunities? Because they're so loaded in the backcourt. That, that's what I was. You thinking, know, what I mean, yeah. like Brucey's a guy they they trust. And look, Brucey in the grand final was extraordinary because when Jalen went down, they needed someone to step up. 
I mean, I was in Hobart, obviously, as you know, for game two. And just seeing him and, and some of the passes, he, he had, I think, six or seven assists in game two. And everyone talks about DJ and, right, and, and what yep. X did, and rightly so. But and the fact of the matter was, Sean Bruce was gigantic in that game. Yeah, and I think was. getting him back and, you know, you've got other guys like, like obviously Derek's going to play the line share of the minutes. It's going to be hard because you got, and Jackson McCoy's going to want minutes as well, even though he's a DP. And then Bawali um, is, so it, it should mean great competition for, uh, for minutes, which is a good problem to have. Definitely. Hey, Woods, before we wrap this up, I hear there's rumours that you may have been speaking with the King's um, owner on the phone this week. Um, just wanted to confirm if that was true. What are you trying to get it's a true. job there or something? What's going on? It is true. It is true. Now, Paul Smith just hit me up on Twitter and uh, we had a nice conversation on the phone and he's got an idea about, um, you know, doing some sort of collaboration with a bunch of collectors of throwbacks and uh, basketball memorabilia as a kind of showcase before a... Um, Flames game, right? Sydney Flames game, right? That's the uh, women's team, right? The, the Flames, am I right? Correct, yeah. Of course. By the way, you're now done with Paul Smith. But yeah, it was just to sort of like get some more bombs on seats. Basically, the idea was to do something before the game so that, you know, potentially people who wouldn't normally attend a WNBL game would, would, would be able to do so, right? Sydney Uni Flames, I know it, man. I was just double-checking, right? So relax. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, last, last thing on the Kings, thanks for that, Woods, as well. Um, Matt, yeah. we normally like to talk a little bit from the fantasy perspective there and give a stud and a dud from each team. So I don't know how much you're up on that, but is there anyone that you know, either of you can think of that might be a bit of a stud, so someone you have to get on your fantasy team? Uh, and a dud, obvi- the one that you It's obvious. The stud's obvious, isn't it? Save your cooks, man. Cool. Yeah. I mean, well, actually, for me, the Dion Vasilevich. Because there's going to be a lot more on his on his shoulders offensively, and and I think, yeah, I mean, man, I know. Look, you, you saw him for playing for Australia. You saw him in the NBL one, and he's hitting thirty footers like he's Steph Curry. Like he's just pulling up, and going whack, 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 yeah. with no conscience whatsoever. He's going to be the Chris Golding of the Sydney Kings. I've got no doubts about and it. Cook, and Cooks think, might be too expensive in fantasy woods. DJ might be a better yeah, option. Cooks is a better player. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know those blocks and steals. He's going to fill up the spread. Yeah. The thing is, from a fan, he's going to fill it up. Free, right? free throws, I mean, though, boys. Free throws. And the perimeter shot, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. that's why, give, give me DJ personally. Is there. Right. What about a dud? Is there anyone that you think that may not have the season's advertiser, or may not get the sort of minutes? I know it's going to be hard for you boys to actually sort of give me a dud, but it's not like a dud in general, but just in terms of in fantasy. Like you might not want to maybe own this guy. Well, as I said, I, I think, and again, not to disrespect him, but because I don't think he'll have the impact that Jarrell Martin would, and that's. Soares, I think yeah, people look at him as, in, as an imp- yeah, they might think yeah. of him as an import and think, well, as an import, I should pick him up in fantasy. But mm. in all honesty, in a team as loaded as that, and a team yeah. that's really more built around, as I said, down to Silovic and, and X, um, he may not have that kind of impact from a stats perspective. Mm. May contribute in other ways, but from a stats perspective, yeah, I'd, I'd probably see it clear of him. 
No, good call. Well, you know what? I actually survived that little Sydney Kings love fest there, and I actually enjoyed that. So that was good. But I, I agree with what you said, though, Matt. I, I definitely can see this team has got all the tools to go back to back. I mean, I know we've said it a few times in the last few episodes. Woods, a lot of teams do seem to have improved. You know, yeah, they have. Season. Every team's going to go in probably confident there. But yeah, no reason why they. With a couple of exceptions, a couple, which I won't talk about. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe one. Maybe I'm one still, in particular. I'm one. still not sure with Melbourne, to be honest. They're, I mean, they, they seem like they've got a few decent replacements. They've obviously lost a lot, but, you know, all those other teams, like Brisbane will be better, Adelaide will be better, Adelaide, will Brisbane. Be better. Perth will be better, you know? Like, hey, hey, just on that, we had we had JJ on the show last week, man. He seemed pretty bullish about his team, right? Yeah. So, you know. Well, you don't expect the coach to come on and say, <laughs> uh, you know, they're not going to be that good. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see how they go. They've still got some good quality on paper, but, yeah, I'm... They do seem like they've progressed last year. You make a great point, though, Robbie. I mean, I think that, that's, and I, I said this last week, I think this has got the potential to be one of the most competitive yeah. ever yeah. Because, of, because of how many teams have just improved so much on paper. You kind of look, I mean, you mentioned, I think Adelaide, Brisbane, what about New Zealand? No one's talking about them, but yeah. they get to go home and play. They yeah. finally get to go home. What Absolutely. a boost that's going to be for them, you know? Yeah. And it, it's, and, and, you know, I've, I wasn't the biggest Dan Shamir fan, so maybe that could be addition by subtraction as well. Yep. So we'll, we'll we'll see, but um, you know, and I, and I think the um, you know the standout, most improved candidate is is William McDowell White, and uh, they're going to be huge. But anyway, sorry, we we probably no, couldn't go on because we were talking about Kings, but no. yeah, just from a general perspective, yep. I mean, I I just think that's what's so fascinating. I I, I can't pick a winner. I think last year was kind of like we knew Sydney, <coughs> we knew Melbourne was going to be thereabouts. Illawarra with Gorge, so you kind of knew. This year, there's six, there's ten teams in the league. I think eight or nine have a legitimate chance of making yeah. the playoffs. Really, mm. which is incredible. Good call. All right, boys, it's been really fun. We're sort of getting towards the the, the outro part now. So before I get on with the formalities, I just wanted to really thank you again for coming on, Matt. It's always great to talk, you, mate. talk it Love up. It. I'm sure we'll try and get you on again. You know, this year we'll try and find some more Celtics jerseys and get some <laughs> ran, random stats for you to do. Well done on naming eleven of the twelve players. Oh, I think unreal, oh, unreal. I'm just a nerd. I'm just a nerd. Don't worry. <laughs> Isn't crazy. it funny though with the Celtics? There's so few numbers available now that you know if someone leaves, you pretty much got to get one of these numbers because all the other ones are pretty much retired. So I think that probably shows you why that number was worn so many times. But... I must admit, I, I, I one thing would um, Robbie. I must admit, I thought you were going to give me the Bainsy jersey, but then uh, I remembered. Yeah. He's the only one that's ever worn 46. Yeah, that's it. Interesting. And he's, no one's ever been, you know, obviously, because 46 is kind of a, Such a weird a number. number isn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, good stuff. All right. So, just to mention at the start of the show, please subscribe to us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, just a reminder where we can be followed um, on Twitter, we're at Throwbacks Hoops, Instagram, we're throwback.hoops. And our email address, um, keep any questions coming. We love getting them. Throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. Um, we'll go to you first, Woods, and then we'll give Matt a little bit of an opportunity to, to plug what he's got. Woods has gone a bit frozen there, has he? Or... <laughs> you know what it is, Matt? His missus is streaming stuff on Netflix again. I guarantee <laughs> you. Woody, am I right? Is your missus watching Netflix right now? Come on. Yep, now, now he's on mute, so he's even worse now. So, yep, his missus hasn't done him any favours there. So, <laughs> tell you what, Matt, we'll... Amateur hour from Woody, so we'll go straight to you, mate. But yeah, have you got anything you sort of want, to pl- want to plug or let the you know viewers and listeners know where they can listen to your stuff? Yeah, so uh, obviously Clutch Radio, um, the NBL Roundtable uh, every Thursday. We've got some 
Great shows coming up. Next one will be... We've got, we've got Woody trying to cut in there. Uh, next one's going to be a bit of a, a Blitz preview featuring uh, Liam Santa Maria. so looking forward to that. And a couple of other huge um, podcasts, and then we'll have the our game coverage again. We'll be doing play-by-play of Sydney and Illawarra games. Go to Matt, go to Matt, go to Matt. <laughs> Woody's like about 10 minutes behind. What is going on? <laughs> go to Matt, go to Matt. He is going to that. Normally I blame this on what was in his cup, but I think this is actually internet related rather than that. Anyway. <laughs> well, it's just a good job we got to the end of the show anyway. But no, nah, just again, really wanted to thank you for coming on, Matt. Um, I'm sure we'll probably catch up at a game or something this year. I know Woods and I, are you going to be going to any of the, the World Cup games as well? Or? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a, I only live around the corner, so I can oh, literally nice. walk to them. Well, Woody and I have got tickets for that, the gold medal and the you know, bronze medal oh, no. games on that last day. So really looking forward to that. Just hope Australia can make it to the, the big game and uh, I might go and buy a Jackson jersey and cheer on. But no, just a big thanks again. Um, <clears throat> look, I'm sure if Woods was here, man, he'd be he'd be thanking you for coming on as well. But he's just disappeared now, so I'll have to find out what was going on. <laughs> no, so just yeah, just to you know, please continue to subscribe, um, listen to the show. We'll be back next week for a very special episode. And yeah, it's a big peace out from the Throwback Hoops crew. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you.